I, you know what I think um, the internet problem may be now that I'm what now that we're all being forced to socially distance ourselves, everybody's yeah. hopping on that MBN and we're, oh, yeah. we're just it's like six people hopping on a trampoline <laughs> at once. Yeah, yeah, it's just it's just not working as effectively as it should. We know we know how this ends, and it ain't well. It does not bode well. Um, hey, my name's Morgan Roberts. Welcome back to Down Down Critics are Down. I'm Dominic Fitzgerald, and um, now I'm just thinking about trampolines. Think about those trampolines. <laughs> We're coming to you. This is the first episode recorded from. Uh, from the apocalypse. Uh, oh, Victoria's okay. been. How's New South Wales doing? Not great. Look at us continuing the media. Fucking yeah, this is just hype it. train. It's just yeah. us. It's just, it's just where the, obviously us the <laughs> across the wasteland. Obviously us, the big tentpole media facility of the of all media, clearly telling you of, of the apocalypse. This is a fucking disaster, and we all need to. I want everybody to go to their coals and take as many provisions as humanly possible but just leave the bargain bin films for us that's not even a, that's not even a good joke just don't do it just don't do it i really thought that my small country town would be like because you know the news came out everybody's stealing everybody's buying like shit in bulk like pasta and toilet paper and thinking it's like no buy pasta. everybody's going into their goddamn bunkers and i think you know what? we're a small country town maybe we're better than this maybe we're a rich community full of nice people <laughs> A rich, rich being like, mm. like, like you know, uh, internally rich, like soulfully mm. rich, you know, like we. Mm. And then I go to Coles the other day, and it's just the the shelves are cleared, and my <laughs> hope for humanity is. It was one of those moments where I'm like, you know what? Maybe we deserve to. Maybe we deserve to perish as a species. I wonder though that I love that you call where you live a country town. Yeah, shout out to Musselbrook. I'm not always in Newcastle. I rent my city and my my country town. It's back and forth. Okay, fair, fair, fair enough, fair enough. Gosh knows if I have to quarantine myself, I'm coming. I'm coming to the farm. I ain't, <laughs> yeah, that's true. I ain't staying in them Newcastle streets. Is your uni closed? No, I'm waiting on that email every day. I'm still doing yeah, my assessments day. like it's goddamn, <laughs> like it's like it ain't like that email ain't coming. But we all know it's happening eventually. Yeah. Um... Uh, I guess, I guess though that when you know this is sort of starting to all happen now. But one of my first thoughts was when everyone's like, "Hey, social distance, social distance, avoid all big events. Like, yeah. you know, stay home if you can." Five hundred like, people. Five hundred people plus. It feels that's, like that's a bit big. That's a that you know what implying that I was thinking I could still go to like a gathering with fifty people and catch something like. Yeah, yeah, totally. I don't like, know why the cap is five hundred specifically, but I, I don't know. Someone did some maths, um, yeah. but you know, Hillsong was still on over the weekend. Yeah, got to sing, um, got to be go singing about t- Jesus together. You got to pray the pray the pathogens away, bros. Yeah, that's right. I want to ask you a question. Uh, you, you, you're obviously we're both um, famous and renowned podcasters, but we have side hustles. Yeah, most of those side <laughs> hustles are getting fucking uh, cancelled or postponed by, uh, yeah, by the by the coronavirus outbreak. What's the what? Are, what are brides like? What are wedding photographers? Are people canceling uh, their weddings? We're we're slowly starting to like. I don't like. I don't know any people in in Italy and and you know Iran and where it's being absolutely crazy now. But you know, like two or three weeks ago, the hotspots. Mm. But like, we're starting to like. I'm in a few sort of you know communities. Yeah. One of them is mostly from the states, and so there, I'm seeing it sort of. I'm 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 seeing in a I'm in a funny position where I'm seeing things happen like yeah. a week or two weeks, and then it starts happening to me. Like, 
Um, uh. I've had one wedding postponed, but I actually have a really quiet spring, which is uh, spring autumn, which is really strange. Like mm. usually I shoot heaps in April, May, yeah. um, but I don't really get really busy this year until June. And I've got a lot of availability in the yeah. end of the year. So hit me up guys. But like the thing is that it's just a weird gap that I've, yeah. like I started shooting this year in March and now I've got a weird gap yeah. where usually it's really busy and I'm usually really busy. Yeah. Um, but I've only had to actually have one wedding. Like I just got an email last night yeah. saying, Hey guys, we're, we're moving the wedding. Um, yeah. And they were so great about it too. They were even like, we have to postpone the wedding. Mm. Um, like we'd be prepared to like pay you again because that's another now. date that you, and I'm like, what? Seriously, guys? Yeah, like, damn. Jesus cool. Christ. I'm like, no, 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 no. Like we just moved the date of your existing booking that you have with me. Like that's fine. But like, anyway, you yeah. know, it. It's not hit super hard yet, but heaps of friends of mine in the States are like, yeah, we've had cancellations and we've yeah. had like at least postponement where it's yeah. like, uh, and, and then they may have not have taken final deposits of things yeah. yet. So it's tricky. They can't like ask for money that was expected. So mm. it's, you know, it's going to fuck everyone up. But the thing that, that I thought about ashamedly very quickly when I was reconciling that mm. we'd have to stay home and, you know, over the next few weeks, month, whatever it takes yeah. is I meant sure we can't go to Coles and get some bargain dvds but fuck we've got some sweet content we can make here it's at the true. podcast <laughs> it's very true and i'm like six bonds in the can like i'm i'm ready to go like if I, if we had if i you know had nothing to do i mean i've got mm. stuff to do with the kids and everything yeah. but like you know and you got content man, to gun through but we've we've got we've got it done we yeah. just need to watch a few other interim films and, and if, then we can yeah. like heap done and of course, and of course, the the coronavirus outbreak has not left uh, our great man James Bond unscathed. But we'll cover that in our next we'll episode. Cover that in the next Bond episode, correct? Exactly. Yes. But look, for the time being, um, we're rugging up at home. We're watching some movies, and of course, I just pick. It was my turn to pick, and I picked maybe one of my Pressure favorite pick. comfort films of all time. Maybe uh, definitely one of my favorite uh, IP blockbusters of all time. We're talking about the goddamn so, 2011 sports sci-fi masterpiece, dare I say, Real Steel. This is a film that on paper and on the posters, I, I'd seen bits of it. I actually mm. hadn't seen it all the way through, mm. which I was reminded of when I went to watch it. And I was like, oh, yeah, I've only seen like the... I didn't get that. Oh, shut <laughs> Hey, yo, Siri, shut the fuck up. <laughs> Come on, bro. Jesus Christ. Hey, Siri, can you shut the fuck up? The absolute... Oh, no, she just cancelled on hey, me. Fuck She's it's... gone. Yeah, Siri, just... God damn, the stones on that motherfucker. Just... I'm about to pour my heart out to a movie about Hugh Jackman and robots, and you have the audacity, Siri. Fuck, Siri. To speak out. Yeah, Siri. Siri is um, must be good best friends with COVID nineteen. Oh my! Two acronyms that go right together. Oh Look, um, robots can't catch this, the disease. They're safe. Robot boxing is okay. <laughs> it won't be cancelled. As I was saying, <laughs> this. So I I I watched this for in full for the first time when this film came out. I saw posters for it as I've previously mentioned on the podcast. I saw posters signed by the great man himself at my mate's place. I used to train with him. Yeah. This this film does not make sense to me on paper. This is a film that I was like, okay, I I guess I just missed the hype at the time. It's like, yep. cool, Hughes in between X-Men, 
uh, has time to do this. What is this? Is it Rocky? Is it, what is this? Like there was a, it it was an outlier and it, the, that flavor seemed to have stuck with me, you know, to now watching it now where I was actually somewhat, when you picked it, I was like, ah, it, it was a chore that I had like to, to have to fit watching this into my schedule was initially a bit of a chore. I was like, ah, okay, cool. Like, this is great. Like it's a perfect candidate. You picked it under pressure, good pressure pick. That's fantastic. But then I'm like, okay, cool. So what's, Ah, it just feels, it was like one of these things. I guess it was just... Summarize your feelings. Does that make sense? Do you understand the vibe? Do you understand the vibe that I'm I'm trying to say here? Yeah. Summarize your feelings in a very... I did not think this film was meant to be a thing that worked. Well, what do you think? When did you first see it? Oh, let me take you back to 2011. <laughs> a young boy of piss and vinegar... On a on a on on a trip to visit family, my cousin and I saw this in the theaters. I think the week after it came out, it yeah. it came out just in time for school holidays, right? Yeah. And I tell you what, a young young twelve-ish year old lad just why? Wh- all right, let me just let me. You're right. You said this film doesn't make sense to you on paper. Let me just uh, point out some of the things on those paper. Uh, Australian icon Hugh Jackman plus. Robots boxing plus. Yep. That's it. That's all you need to sell it to sell a 12 year old. So I'm like, um, yo, I'm gonna go in, watch this film. And as a as a young lad, I watch it and I'm very pleasantly not surprised, but just I'm pleased, you know? I yeah. see some cool performances, some cool premise. I see character I can relate to in 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 some cases, and I see just overall very stylish presentation, smoothed over a pretty moderate premise, right? I think that's it. It's the premise. I'm like, when when I first saw the poster for this, it's like Hugh Jackman. He's there. I felt I was empathizing with a a premise that I was like, ah, oh, that's a. Sh- it's a shame. You know, I, I get this thing when I see something that I just don't think will work that I feel is a bit mm. offbeat and I go, oh, I feel a bit sorry for that. Like that's me, you know, shithead yeah. Roberts. Going, I can see oh. that. I can see that. Yeah. Um, and so it yeah, opens, it's like, right? it's, I'll tell you what, maybe like a, maybe like a modern example is when, when I saw the, when the Sonic movie was coming out and you can only just go like, huh. Yep. Okay, but you know, but less, but that's less than this because this is like Hugh, and you know, you're empathizing with the, you know, if it's a robot that's a humanoid, is it still anthropomorphizing? Because, well, let me just take you back through the years. Let me just, you know, you're empathizing it because you've got that thing. It's like that whole cartoon thing. You know how there's that how we're empathizing with, uh, with uh, characters and things and elements when they're not Mm. exactly human, they're like almost human, and so there's that empathy that comes from there. Um, yeah, yeah. yeah. Does that make sense? No, yeah, I'll get, oh yeah, we'll get to that. Get to that. Let me just take you. All right. So, you know, let me just take you back because my, my appreciation and my love of this film has only grown since that first time in 2011. And I've seen it fairly regularly throughout the years. Like obviously, you know, it comes out on DVD. You're like, yeah, cool. I definitely watch that again. I definitely like show it to my friends. Cool. I get into my teens. Sometimes you know, you got to pick the sleepover movie and you 
you want to play it safe with something like something that is fun to watch and that you know would be fun to watch. It's not something that you have to bring to blow somebody's mind. Like you can't be pulling up to the to the sleepover with Citizen Kane. Sometimes you got to pull up with Face Off. Sometimes you got to pull up with uh, uh fucking I don't know, real steel. Shout out right. To, shout out to my friend, my my childhood uh not childhood teen teenhood school high school best friend. Mm. Uh, best man at my wedding now, uh, you know, doing doing the compositing over in Vancouver, making making his making it in the big time. Ben Atterbridge, thanks, mate, for what that one New Year's Eve where you fucking brought over Requiem for a Dream. You drag. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck oh, you. Oh God. And we'd all Awful. seen it before, except for like one or two of us that hadn't had fun. And you know, New Year's Eve, we're all like, you know, twenty. We all stayed up till f- we watched the new year in, and fuck, that was a joyous yeah, affair Jesus. after watching that film. Well done, I d- mate. I, that happened, I think the worst case that, the w- New Year's Eve 2010 or whatever the fuck it was. The worst time that ever happened to me was a friend. It was it was quite re- it was like recently. It was like a year or so ago. I had some yeah. friends from uni over, and we were like, you know, bring a film that none of us have seen yet, right? So. I, I've got Chef in the Tuck, right? I've got the feel-good, fun, uh, the most feel-good film of all time. My man's comes to Zach. He's like, yo, have you seen this movie, uh, The Lost City of Z? It's got Charlie Hunnam, Tom Holland. It's like an adventure kind of movie. I'm like, oh, yeah, yeah, that's really cool. My man, Billy, comes through in the cut with Grave of the Fireflies. Is this a film you've seen? No, I haven't seen this film. It is a Studio Ghibli anime about two young children in World War II, they see their mother get bombed in a in like an attack on their village. They have to like trek across country to like find ways to survive. The the youngest spoilers for Grave of the Fireflies, the main character, the little girl, dies of starvation. Oh god. It's like Thanks, the Ghibli. biggest bummer ever. And it was like the middle thing we watched. It was like, yo, here's, here's like the Lost City Z. Okay, cool, fun, fine. Like, yeah. Oh God, like, did it? Ruin how are you gonna make a film s- that you watched that evening as well? Was it just like, oh, no, because she- no, because the power of Chef is just too strong. The positivity okay, of Chef is too strong. So, yeah, just not. Don't ever pick a bummer to bring to like a. Never watch a bummer on a couch. Watch this though. It's a lesson. Because because this opens because I'm gonna bring it back. No, yeah, all right. No, yeah, hold on, hold on. Yeah, yeah. So real steel is like a is like a solid hit. And like that's a cool thing for like when you're 15, 16, you can show it to friends, whatever. Then I get into like 17, 18, 19, right? Where I'm starting to like try to study film. I'm starting to think more about things. I dig out real steel, thinking it's just gonna be this this, you know, this fine, fun kitty smash yeah and then all of a sudden i'm now invested by all these new elements that like i like like stuff that we'll talk about like the physical design of the robots and the practicality of like the effects um some excellent cinematography which we'll cover in a moment and then like this real like those shots of those shots of yeah hang on well i'm gonna i'm gonna let you i'm gonna let you get there but just okay okay and then i get we get to current day 22-year-olds, as of a week ago. I'm like, all right, does Real Steel still hold up? And this time, and I'm going to bring it up a lot during the thing, 
I've become quite the fan of combat sports since the last time I saw it. UFC. Yeah, every boxing. time I'm free to record, I'm like, hey, bitch, let's go. And you're like, nah, watching UFC. I'm like, fuck. All right. <laughs> okay. <laughs> hold did, on. You did, did that one from? time yesterday. <laughs> Yeah, I'm not going to let you get that off. You did that one time no, yesterday. No, 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 no. No, there's been a few I've times. I've mentioned like, it hey, before. Hey, I'm watching, I'm watching. you know, UFC. Oh, we'll, we'll be could... ready in an hour. Okay, cool. Let's do I, it. But, you know. I paused watching UFC to talk about From Russia With Love. I'm not, oh. as mentioned, in the... Po- All right, we're not going to beef about this. The point is... <laughs> Shots fired. Yeah, right, hook, goddamn. Left, uppercut, jab, uppercut. Don't Sometimes weave, you got to argue Dodge. with your podcast get up. dad slash get podcast up. on. Sometimes you got to argue with your podcast dad. And anyway. here we are watching a watching a film about you know a father reconnecting with his estranged son. I mean, very estranged. Look, this opens. You know, yeah. you see in the credits, we got a Marvel oh, gang together. We got we got Wolverine. We got the Falcon. We got the Wasp. We got yep. great shots. We got the beautiful color. Was this shot on film? It looks. It's shot on film. It's shot on film. Okay. Maybe it's the, it's the coloring is beautiful. Yep. That beautiful that yep. beautiful Alexi yep. Murdoch song. Danny Elfman Danny Elfman score. I, I was bumping that song all throughout. Like doesn't life. sound yeah. like a Danny Elfman score, but still. Let me ask you about this. Did you see the did you see who the DP was? No. I uh, I did, but I forgot. It's the DP of Downtown Critics Are Down Hall of Famer, the Equalizer. Oh, frequent really? collaborator with Anton Fuqua and DP of the future bargain bin goat avatar. Hell yeah. Same guy. And it nice. just, it looks gorgeous. You're watching this incredible sequence of rural farmland, the flashing lights of this like small country town carnival. It's just, I don't think I've ever seen like the tone of a film so incredibly well surmised in an opening sequence. Yeah, it's really efficient at saying, here's the guy, here's this, you know, modern, not 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 too distant future. Um, and it's not the future anymore. Ca- it's, 20, it's set in 2020. This movie is set in 2020. Oh, right. We live in the year of real steel. Well, what a time to watch this film. <laughs> so it's 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 um, it's it's now, and it's pretty successful mostly at that kind of futurism. I mean, Sean Levy, what was he doing before this? He was doing Night at the Museum. Yeah. Um, He's now uh, like cheaper by the dozen one. Ex- he's exclusively locked into Stranger Things. Well, he's exclusively locked into doing stuff for Netflix at the moment. So he's yeah. he's done Stranger he's Things. Got a, he's got a like, he's got a feature film coming it. out uh, this year called um well this year if it doesn't get pushed back by coronavirus he's got a film coming out this year with um Ryan Reynolds where he um it's like an action movie I think about like a video game. <laughs> I could have seen Ryan Reynolds in this role, actually, now that you mentioned him. Like, he's got yeah, that. I, it would have been a different vibe, but yeah. Yeah. I think I think Sean Levy is, like, really good at attaching himself to projects that you described. Like, on paper, the premise sounds, like, weak. Like, it's a weak premise, but he makes something out of it. Like, I, th- I think I've seen that first Night of the Museum movie a few times. I've not seen if it all would- the way through, but gosh, I've probably seen it, like, 30 times from the first after the first third like when it's yeah. on seven mate on yeah. a fucking tuesday night you know every like every three weeks yeah and as we've discussed with previous uh bond episodes like this sucker oh yeah i'll just stay up until 10 past midnight to finish this 
I mean, that's yeah, it's probably a bit earlier time slot for Night at the Museum, but you get my drift. Yeah. Like, this is, yeah, yeah, you're like, oh, what, really? Uh, you know, and then yeah. you're like, hey, that was that was really competent. Um, yeah, Sean Levy is a, is is just someone who can. I think no premise is too absurd for Sean Levy. He'll yeah. somehow find a way to ground it, which he so, does. Oh, beautifully here. So I'm thinking at this point, like, and I don't want to go too heavily into the plot from start to finish. We'll touch on the points as we do. I like yeah. at this point, I'm thinking, is this is this an underrated film? Like, it looks really great. Like. But I still don't know yet, and this is the hangover from you know my previous explanation. I still don't know if I should care about this story. Like, is there something? There's just that thing about that I can't shake. And I guess it's when I first um, yeah saw the posters and the premise, I was just like, this is you know I just can't shake that yet. Um, yeah. Bit of bit of uh, down down critics are down link here. Who's the Ooh. first robot that he fights in this film? The first robot he fights. The first after the cow, he fights a robot. Yep. What's that? So he fights my. Yeah. <laughs> this is where I get to flex my deep uh, real steel law knowledge. After he purchases Noisy Boy from Japan and re readjusts him for proper controls, they take him to Crash Palace in Detroit, where he takes a stupid main card fight against Midas. Again, deep law. Midas is the man with the Midas touch. Oh fuck! <laughs> Fuck off. The Dad. Man with a touch. Dad. Uh, Goldfinger coming next week. Come, yeah, yeah, look out. We've got some lasers. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to open up that episode just detailing the fight between Noisy Boy and Midas. Yeah. <laughs> oh, Jesus. I think, I think you're right about like the, whether you like think you're watching a good story. I was I was very I became much more critical of the story this time specifically, but only because I mean, no, but yeah. only because I had become a fan of combat sports, which makes you realize how stupid every decision Hugh Jackman makes is. Like in yeah. the in the in the backstory of the film, he's this like past boxer. They mention how robot boxing takes over and people sort of fell to the wayside, but. Even then, they still need people to control these robots. Hugh Jackman, if he's such a shit-hot boxer, in the first half of the movie, makes ridiculous fighting decisions. He gets his ass whooped every fight in the first half just mm. by real... So, like, he has to fight this bull at a country show for, like, a little quick gig for money. He's checking out the girl. He should be just focusing, Too you know. Busy looking at women after he gets a knockdown. We all know that after a knockdown, whether it be boxing or MMA, you capitalize. You go down, you make sure that you have this this moment to like, no, is are they really down? Do I have a second to breathe? Or, you know, do I have to pile it on a little thicker? Charlie immediately knocks it down, starts looking, yo, shorty, you'd like this? Yo, I'm the bet, but oh god, my robot's missing a leg. <laughs> it's like what you know, you know how this works. Yeah, but we know this guy. He's down in his luck. He's 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 at the end. He's he's, he's so down in his luck. luck. He takes he's, he's so down in his luck. He takes his brand new Japanese champion bot, fresh out of Pride. That's an MMA reference, by the way. Fresh out of Japan to some <laughs> bum street corner in Detroit. 
And he's like, no, I'll take a main card right off the bat, even though an undercard is good money and an easy can fight that you do to like get your momentum going. He immediately gets dicked on by this better robot and then loses the loses his shiny new robot. He loses Noisy Boy. It was how like much did how you didn't it cost fifty grand, thirty five or something. Yeah, 50, Noisy Boy yeah, cost fifty. Fuck. Well, now we have to get into the logistics of um how much he paid for his own child. How much he sold his own child for. I don't even want to go into that. If you want to watch this film, watch the film or just read the summary on Wikipedia. Because just, we, just, just know this that. This is not a just know film that, summary podcast. This is a no, film review podcast. But but just know that somehow Hugh Jackman can make selling a child <laughs> for hard money somehow lovable and relatable. It's not as bad as it sounds. I, I, you'd, you'd think, yeah, how are we meant to like relate to someone selling their own child? But, but, but Hugh Jackman, he's very charming. He does this thing, though. He does this, you know, when we first yeah. find, when we first uh, meet Wolverine in X-Men, it's like, yeah, mm. man, this guy, we clearly see he has He's also fighting. He's also cage fighting. Yeah, he's cage fighting. And so we've wow. got that thread. But he's not, you know, he's obviously not making good decisions about his life. Because this no. is the end of the road until, you know, he gets the, he, yeah. he decides, you know what, I should, I, I have to have this boy. And then eventually, yeah. you know, I want to fight for my, my son. I want to be a role yeah. model. I want to be a he's, I think, he, yeah, he's mid, he's mid spiral as a character. Like he's still yeah, got a would, lot. Yeah. He's got this loving partner in the form of Evangeline Lilly. You know, he's well, got. Not current. They're, I, I got the vibe that it was very much, that was a while ago. Yeah, it's true, but it's enough to like to the fact that she is letting him live at the gym. Like she's he has a place to stay. Yeah. Thanks to the 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 strong bond that they have. Um but yeah, he his son his son is a is a I I want to like compliment both Evangeline Lilly and Dakota Goyo who plays Max. Very good reactive actors. Yes. Like in a movie like this, where there's just where we as an audience are being hit with the spectacle of robot boxing, like you like the actors in that movie obviously have to reflect that wonderment, so that we we're, we're all on the same level in terms of like watching this narrative unfold. Yeah, because I assume for most of these shots where the robot does heaps of stuff, um, which holds up by the way, but I'm going to oh, get to that gorgeous. But face. like, it's um. Okay, I, I think I'm just gonna cut back. I think for me, it starts getting really good after that noisy boy fight. Yes, for me, when they go to the when they go to the the the, the scrapyard and he yep. nearly yep. falls down the ravine. Yes, and, yep, yeah, because that's Adam's when the movie there, becomes like Adam accidentally yep. or or does he or is it? You know, oh, I love that. And that's, that's very yo the, that addition of like a kid endangerment scene. Very Spielbergian. Spielbergian loved putting kids. Spielberg loved putting kids in danger. What doesn't he love doing to kids? He loves selling kids. He loves <laughs> endangering the kids. Holy shit! <laughs> okay. Loves setting kids up to meet Michael Jackson. <laughs> Ooh. Nearly getting, nearly getting killed by aliens. <laughs> <laughs> getting kids killed. He did get. I mean, technically, that was John Landis getting the kids All, killed on fucking, the set of um. What does? It- yeah. <laughs> Dude, Do you reckon Spielberg gave Tom Hanks the coronavirus? Yes, and and uh, yes. Th- Infowars. <laughs> welcome to our <laughs> welcome to our conspiracy podcast. 
<laughs> yes, the movie does get does like reach another level when we get to that scene of them discovering Adam. Um, which is great, and and it's the whole thing all, all throughout. It's never like, does he have? Is there is there some like rare AI in there? And like, I like that it's probably no, but it's we we have this conceit where the rope where Adam has a shadow shadow yeah. module the, so he can oh shadow my box. God, the ultimate yeah i want to get i want to get into a point of as much as i do love this movie this time i was very critical of it because i started realizing like little things that would make it 10 trillion times better and what should happen okay. in the sequel but the shadow function yeah the conceit of the shadow function is just good the for best shadowing, shit you know? like ever yeah and it's, it's it's so a it's so effective of a setup and like as a humanizing thing like you mentioned earlier the design of the robots the fact that they mirror human conditions as opposed to like trying to directly be that is so much more endearing in terms of like design hmm. this um and the, and and again with the foreshadowing we meet Zeus and we've got the evil it's like you know <laughs> <laughs> I'm evil Russian, sexy Russian femme fatale and on the robot and I'll challenge, I want to buy, you know, it's fucking, yeah. <laughs> I do though like that this is not, there's no like huge one big giant arch enemy in this film. Like Zeus is no. the bad guy, but yeah, not a it's, bad guy. Yeah, it's, like, it's, and they're, it's, not, they're not cheating. They're just, they yeah. have, they're the best and they have all the money yeah, and exactly. they're, the, they're the antagonist, but they're not an evil guy. And then you've got Cunty McHatface. Yeah. Who wants to be um, just now that I've dropped that? Cut to the end where he's with Anthony Mackie, goat oh, Anthony Jesus. Mackie, the real Captain yep. America, and, and mm. you know it's like he's all there trying to be a gangster, and I love that they threw that yep. extra element of of like southern white yep. dude, like against <laughs> the other you know, guy from the other guy from Promoter. Origins, yeah, yeah, that's true, yeah, yeah, yeah that's true, yeah. Um, Isn't against he a the boxer promoter, in that movie too. I don't know. Isn't there's so many threads here Warrior with Island? there's so many threads here with um tie-ins to Midas yeah. Touch Goldfinger Wolverine boxing cage fighting. Yeah. Yeah, oh, baby. It's it's, um, more, it's more than just a color wheel as well. Oh. Yeah. You're right. The, the you're right. The fact that Zeus that was a shit joke. And this is like very this <laughs> is where the Rocky inspiration gets very heavy. The fact that yeah, Zeus is like a villain in like the generic sense of like uh, yeah, he's like our end goal. But again, like that's the beautiful thing about a sport movie is that there's rules, there's room for all this other personality into it. There's less, mm. you know, good versus evil per se, but like a good sports movie has that 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 gray area where they're not yeah, like, absolutely. like the villains aren't like entirely, oh, your, your body's shit. We want to buy you out to just... We we want to see you lose. It's like very matter of fact, professional. Like you'd make a great sparring bot. You really think like like it's you really think that your your guy can cut it with the best of the best. Like we we'd happily just buy you out. Yeah, and then of course Hugh Jackman is like great. I mean, that's an idea. Like, yeah, he's never like. Oh, are you kidding? We we would never. It's like a. You know what? If we work out the terms of the deal, let's. But the energy of Max is like, and it and it appeals to like the whole audience because like an ad, a parent like taking the kid to watch this or like an adult is like, yeah, I can see it.
But then the kids are like, hell no. D- D- Adam is the best. He could definitely win. Yeah. Even though he logistically can't. Best one. No, no. It's the, but, but I think like I was really happy to suspend my disbelief with this. And obviously I'm not bothered by the, the fighting technicalities that is now an extra layer that you've laid on, on this. This, for me, this is a really wholesome Disney-esque conceit that's coded in fantastic blockbuster cinematography, great acting, and honestly, 2011, like, these effects hold up. Like, this is, this is fantastic. Absolutely. Fun for the whole family. Maybe not the two-year-old, but, like, I'd probably... Harry could watch this. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say the two-year-old might not. Um, What's it rated? Not really is it rated M or the shots is it PG of, <laughs> of the of fucking of Hugh Jackman getting beat up for owing somebody? Yeah, money. maybe not. Maybe a few years. Um, maybe he can be. Maybe he can be eleven. <laughs> maybe, maybe, maybe. Yeah, this um, the practicality of the robots is like because that's the whole Steven Spielberg influence. He was like, you should make practical models of these robots to have in certain scenes because they will automatically ground the look and the style. And so you can Mm. see that there are a lot of shots in the movie with like real physical practical robots in the scene. Like whenever they're like when they're touching up noisy boy for the first time, um, some of the, some of the training with Adam, Mm. it's just, it's so like noticeable and grounded that it's 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 great it 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 adds that air of legitimacy that you you don't get as much in a such a cgi heavy modern blockbuster because you can tell not all of the effects were designed in previous no totally there's enough of that and you know and that's where we're um recurring theme in this film of you hating on the MCU, you know, green screen, green screen driven films. Um, Uh Like there's so many great practical locations. There's, there's everything. It's such a rich visual palette. Yeah. It takes us, it takes us to all those places. I'm not there. I'm not sitting there pulling it apart. Um, That, that first fight, you know, I guess we are, we redo a film review. I I definitely am because I've been doing it for years. But yeah, but that I'm first not, fight you were I'm saying not, as at, a the, viewer, at the sitting, yeah, like I'm not sitting there going, "Oh, this looks a bit like I'm there." Like it's it's taken the audience there really, really well. Uh, yeah. We've got all those. We've got that massive industrial space. Um, like I that that was such a great set. I I, I wasn't sitting there going, "Oh, this this looks completely CG." Yeah. I was sitting there going, "Gee, this is a big budget set." Like the I don't only, know yeah, where the- this ends and the cg starts or the matte painting start or whatever the hell yep. they use to the expand only, that yeah the only cgi scenes in any boxing film you'll ever notice is it's always in the enclosed arena with millions of people because you can't yep. shoot pay for that many extras no but totally. literally every other fight that takes place you know at the county fair at the abandoned zoo at the air base at the car there was just a car park one there was uh, there may have been one in an inside bar there was during that whole training montage with adam and doing the original scene stuff there were just so many like yeah practical sets it's great (laughs) there's only so many times i can have a big wind-up sentence and end with it's great it's great so let's review this film if this i just want i I want to get one more point i want to get i want to get one more point off before we do 
and this is this is me just talking about how much I love this and how much I want to see it. A sequel has been up in the air for 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 since 2011, right? Because it made its money back, and then some. The IP is there and has room. Sean Levy is, you know, not uh, is, is working fairly often, but isn't like locked into anything constantly. Like even though he's working on Stranger Things, he still can make something in the interim, right? It made nearly and, three times its budget, like yeah. 110, 299 box office. Like that's and it's got like what a, I think it's got like a fifty-seven on Metacritic. It's got like a yellow. Yeah. I think that's a bit low, is, to be honest. Which is pretty, good, which is pretty good, given you that most take... fucking critics aren't going to like robot boxing movie. Yeah, this is not for critics. Like, this is for down, down, critics are down. This is for yeah. family. This is for Saturday night, hey, it's, sleepover it's, it's, movie it's club. That like, this is... it's, that con- it's that contextual, you know what you're getting, and what you're getting has been made so, like, Brilliantly, I have like no problem rating this film like the uh, high scores whenever I do it on on Letterboxd because it is a, 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 what it's achieving to do. It is doing so successfully, but even then, this time I was watching it and I was thinking like, we 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 obviously we're not going in the plot, but we mentioned the shadow boxing feature. Yeah, it dawned on me finally that the the whole reason the shadow boxing. Like the, throughout the whole movie, they're controlling them with like remote controls, like RC car kind of things. Except for when you get to the end, when like all the big budget bots have like big control centers and huge like, gamer rigs you, with their gamer yeah, huge chairs gamer and gamer rigs. joysticks. Yeah, there is something so satisfying about watching Hugh Jackman turn on the shadow function when they lose control, and you're watching the theme of the movie the unspoken theme they don't they don't harp on this enough when they should i like that they don't machine. Harp on it enough when they should cuz if they harped on too much then it would be too obvious it would be like the notebook it's like hey do you get it now it's them she's lost her th- memory and it's yeah. 50 years no, no, later no 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 i'm not Fucking, saying like in a literal yes. i'm not saying like in a literal plot sense but like the fact that i sometimes felt like at the start like the robots were fighting a little too human like I thought, yeah, like okay, that's fair enough. Like, like they're very human. Like they're very fluid in ways that, like, a big hunk of metal. Not that it takes me out of it, but I just think, like, if you fine tune that up, maybe if they were fighting like a little more clumsily as big bits, then how great is it to see this really fluid robot move? Because it's Hugh Jackman. It's the it's the robot and the human coming together. It's finally the soul and the body working in perfect tandem. And so I, I think agree. if they make the sequel, fact, then it should totally be about like maybe another 10 years later when the whole new craze in robot boxing is like shadow boxing. Like it's all of the humans mm. doing it on the side so that all these robots finally have like a soul to them and this personality to them. And then there's this, because I think one of the strongest scenes in the movie is the first time Hugh Jackman trains Noisy Boy with the, with the not Noisy Boy, Adam with the shadow function outside the motel. When they're he's just a running drills outside, and he's wearing a gray tracksuit. Yeah, it's 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 like uh, no, it's, it's so I can just hear oh, it. Like and, it's and, great. and when Max is like doing the dances with it, like the first time yes. Max does the dances, I was like, "This is the cutest shit I've ever seen." Like, if it was literally anything else, 
because real boxing is like that. Like, like the the week we watched this, or the week I watched this, a week prior, Deontay Wilder had been fucking lifted out to to the ring in this big Skyrim looking big armor. Like boxing intros are meant to be showy. It's all meant to be showmanship. And so watching like Max figure out the dance with with Adam is like the most human thing I've ever seen that robot do. So I really think that there's so much room in a sequel to like go to town on the full watching the peak connection of robot and human. And that's what's really engaging about rewatching this every few years. That's what I come back to every time. There's something really satisfying about watching that relationship work together. It's great. In the words of the great man, Dominic Fitzgerald, it's great. It's great. This was great. This was was fantastic. I loved watching this. This was not a waste of time, Um, much to my uh, surprise because of my, you know, aforementioned uh, you overcame your bias I, um, I overcame my bias this is this is a good feel good so- look in parallel with the feel good story about father and son and reconnected love and motivating and fighting for your family um, you know I have also gone through my own journey and 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 and, and overcome my bias <laughs> what a what a great what a, there you go. shut the fuck up Morgan <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I wasn't going to say it. No, but it's it's true. It's every time, no, every time I watch this film and I do it like maybe every two or three years, it just, it, it, it still, it still works. Like even this time when it was like, when it was about as, as, as aged, as changed as it was by my new, you know, my, my new passion in life, one of my new passions in life, it just, it's still like at its core worked. And that was so comforting to see. You know, I think I in a week where for... everything yeah. is going to shit, theoretically. No, it's happening. What am I talking about? This is not a fucking tinfoil hat podcast. It was really comforting to watch this and still have it hit as hard as it did. No pun intended. I think I rendered this from iTunes. It was three dollars. Two ninety nine. Um yeah, two ninety nine. So hey, How like I give that I give that Easily two ninety nine out of two ninety nine, baby. I've I've bought it on DVD. I've bought it on Blu Ray. Um, I would I would happily rent it on iTunes. It's worth every single dollar I've ever paid for it. I Consistently, guess that's, a, that's a that's a down down. Critics are down ten out of ten. Yeah, ripper. If if okay. if I have to, it should be it should get scored <laughs> on how many times I go through a big winding point and then finish with it's great. It should get a it should get a point for every time I go it's great. <laughs> ding ding. <laughs> ding 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 new catchphrase baby there we go boxing reference. there we go end the round um end the round end round so we can wrap this up now we will see you next week with uh if you're following at home with our james bond situation we're up to gold finger gold finger so good. We'll see you next week for Goldfinger. Until then, you can find us on Facebook at Down Down. What is it? Down Down Podcast. At Down Down Critics at, are Down. Yeah. Just, at just down look down up Down Down Critics are Down. We're there. Find us We're posting Twitter. spicy can, memes. You can find We're not us posting on Twitter spicy down memes. Down. That's terrible. Me, dude. Can you let me? Fuck. Are going to keep talking over each other in the outro? That's my job. We've been doing it the whole time. <laughs> Shut up, podcast dad. Don't tell me what to do. Damn. <laughs> <laughs>
Sorry, Dan. Uh, you can find us on you can find us on Twitter at Dan Dan Podcast, and you can find me on Instagram at Morgan C Roberts. No, you can find me on Instagram at Morgan Roberts Photo. Where can the good people of the internet find you, Dom? They can find me on Instagram at Dom Fitz the Champ, and uh, you can find me on Twitter at Dom Fitz Film Boy. Think I'm fucking with Twitter again. We'll see. I got nothing else to do in this quarantined hellscape. I'm on Twitter at Morgan C. Roberts. Um, And you know what? Uh, Look, we're going to just say it. uh, If you like this show, jump on iTunes and give us a fucking five-star review. You know what? You know what you could do? If you found this podcast in a podcast bargain bin, which let's be honest, we found (laughs) it via being our friends. And so, yes, that's where it was in the podcast bargain bin. Swag. How Um, how much would you give this podcast? Out of five. Even I mean, better, on, if you if you found this podcast and you like it and you listen to it, tell tell somebody about it. Tell a mate. Be like, yo, I've been listening to these two idiots talk about robot boxing movies for 45 minutes. Maybe, maybe, maybe you should do the same thing too, you know? You've got nothing else to do pent up in your house. What are you going to do? Watch, watch Westworld? Fuck that. Listen to a podcast for once. Well. Then listen to the podcast and <laughs> do the dishes. It's efficient. Yeah. Be efficient yeah. during the apocalypse, guys. Support. Vacuum your hey, vacuum your carpets. I know they're filthy as shit right now. Listen to this podcast while you vacuum. You heard it here. Listen to this podcast. We'll see you next week. Bye. Clang. Clang.